Welcome back to After Missile Sports Podcast. I'm joined by Jonathan. This is our second episode of the College Football Across the Country series. Uh, still in the Pac-12, and our team that we're going to be talking about today is UCLA. Yeah, uh, going from Stanford to UCLA, quite the change of pace. But I'm excited. This is a UCLA team that in two weeks ago when I did my spring top 25 show, I had, I think, top 15, top 16, right around, around that mark. I think they're the most underrated team in the Pac-12 coming into this year. Yeah, I like it. I wish we had Jack on for this because he knows. Yeah, he would know. <laughs> but um, as always, we're going to go through our quick overview of what happened last year. They went 9-3, that assemble, lost to Pitt. Uh, honestly, pre- pretty good season. Yeah. Uh, and they, they had chances. Like, they were a dark horse playoff contender at one point. So. Yeah, I am right there with you. They they were in it pretty late in the season. They had a big win on a Friday night at Washington to really kind of kickstart the hype. Yeah. Uh, their Vegas win total is currently at 8.5. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Uh, Chip Kelly, once again, heading the... Uh, the Bruins there, and just a little bit of a recap of, of what they did in the offseason with their roster, because they did a lot. Um, yeah. Between bringing in a uh, five-star, top five kid in the country, right, number one, number two overall quarterback, depending <laughs> on what you want to use, but Dante Moore, kid out of Detroit, Michigan, um, I'm very familiar with him, because yeah. he was a Michigan target for a while, thought to be a Notre Dame lead at one point. Thought to be an Oregon lead at one point, uh, ends up going to UCLA. He was committed to Oregon at one. Oh, he was committed to Oregon. Yeah. Right? Um, so interesting kid, but incredibly talented. Um, the way I would describe his game is, he's just a a, a not r- much of a runner, but very high completion percentage. Can make all the throws. Nothing crazy in the arm talent, but just processes quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be a very solid piece for Chip Kelly to work with. And I'm super excited to see if he ends up winning the job. Yeah, I, th- I think from what people are saying so far, it sounds like he's leading the quarterback battle out there in SoCal. But obviously that remains to be seen whether he finishes the job. That This quarterback room has a, fr- a talented freshman, a transfer, and a guy who's been in the program for a little yeah, bit. And, so, Well, to go more in-depth in the quarterback battle, because I mean, this is kind of like what we've been doing for the team so far because mm-hmm. all, these, all these programs are not sure about a quarterback just yet. But Ethan Garbers is a kid who is going to be, um, I believe, a junior yeah. eligibility. Mm-hmm. But he might just be like really a senior like in terms of age. Yeah, he has, I believe, an older brother, right, that played at Cal. Yeah. Um, I'm, forget- I'm blanking on the first name there. But, yeah, no, this is a guy that's been in the program for a couple – couple years yeah, now when he's had a chance to go in for an injured Dorian Thompson Robinson in the past few years he's actually looked pretty good yeah uh, I know Jack is, is very high on Garbers um I believe I don't want to quote him on this but I think he thinks that he's gonna be the guy really out there interesting um very good he, I mean he's a good quarterback but mm-hmm. this is not a situation where unlike Stanford where I think they brought in a transfer because they didn't have any talent in that room I think they brought in Colin Schley now he, he's the other guy that they brought in with Dante Moore from high mm-hmm. school, Colin Schley, um, from Kent and, State, right? Kent State in the transfer portal, who was hyper efficient mm-hmm. uh, last year at Kent State. But I don't think they, they brought him in with the idea that Garbers couldn't be a good quarterback for them. I just think they understand that this is a year where they can really maybe 
compete for the Pac-12 championship, um, go to a, maybe a New Year's Six Bowl, and so that's why they brought him in. I, I don't think this is a situation where Garbers, like they wouldn't be okay with playing Garbers. Yeah, you can kind of tell that Chip Kelly prioritizes like efficiency from his quarterbacks um, really highly, and so when you have you have two guys that you already like already super efficient quarterbacks, like why not bring in a third, right? Like, yeah. what's the, what's the harm? So, yeah, I think they're probably comfortable with at least two of these guys um, starting for, for them. And from what Garbers has shown, like you've said, like, they have no reason not to trust him right now. Yeah. I mean, also, just because I, I, I want to cover all of our tracks here, but Justin Roth, or Justin Martin, I mean, the redshirt freshman, um, was a former highly rated quarterback uh, two classes ago, I believe. Mm-hmm. He's also, like, pretty good, and he's going to develop. And so, like, this is, I mean, one of the deepest quarterback rooms, not only in the Pac-12, but in the country. Like, they have a lot of guys who can be playing starting games at Power 5 programs. And so, I'm really interested to see mm-hmm. what happens here. Also, something to know is none of these guys can transfer at this point in the season because none of them are grad transfers. Yeah. So, um, they have a very solid stable of young quarterbacks mm-hmm. who are all probably going to have a shot, whether that's in practice or the beginning of the season, to kind of show what they have. Yeah, I'm guessing at some point some of these younger guys probably transfer out. Um, obviously not this year because it's past the deadline, but maybe next offseason because Dante's their guy eventually, at, at whatever point that is. So if, if, you were, if you had to bet on the quarterback who's going to be starting – at the beginning of the season, who, who would you say that is? Just from what I've watched, I'd probably bet on Dante Moore right now. Like, I know the kid's a freshman, but I, I think he probably is pretty re- college-ready and gives them the best chance to win the, the most games. I, I think he's super talented. He was my number one quarterback in this cl- this um, incoming recruiting class. So, I, I think it's Dante until someone else proves me otherwise or we hear otherwise. Yeah, I, personally, I agree with everything you said about Dante. I think he's a really, really elite young quarterback. I think Garbers is the guy who's going to get the first chance. Um, because I, I also think Garbers has yet to really reach his ceiling. Um, if you haven't noticed already, I'm a pretty big Garbers supporter here. But uh, I think Schley will also get a chance because like, you don't bring in a guy Yeah. To Ooh, just yeah. sit him, like to so. just be a backup quarterback, and and that's that. I also like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I don't think Chip really has this preference of veteran versus younger guy. I think he just kind of throws out yeah. who he thinks gives them the best chance to win. Like DT, DTR started as a freshman, yeah, I, yeah. I believe at UCLA, and that that was Chip Kelly taking over. Yeah. So okay. I I don't I think Dante will have an equal shot. This okay. is. Some, this is a fun fact I always like to say whenever we mention DTR, but he's the only quarterback in college football history to start for five years. Yeah, I, th- so, I, th- I think that'll... Because the COVID, COVID year. COVID year, yeah. <laughs> so that's something crazy. It's, it started at the same school, right, for yeah, five years? Okay, because yeah, that'll never happen, like, again. Yeah. Like, it, it might happen, like, maybe, maybe there's a kid this year in, like, the group of five that, like, we haven't thought of or something like that, but, like... He probably he might end up being the only one ever yeah, until there's so another that's, pandemic. That's, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> I just love that fact. Um, we talked about the quarterback situation. I think they're going to be pretty strong in that regard. So now let's go out over the rest of the offense. Um, they brought in some talent. Yeah. is going to be at the quarterback position. We'll have guys around him. Let's start at the skill position. Um, first of all, they, they brought in uh, 
Really, really good running back, Carson Steele. Uh, transfer from Ball State. Very, very for, efficient last year. Ran for 1,500 yards. 1,500 so. yards. Then you said he had 20 receptions. Yeah, um, near near 30. So, obviously, he can be used in the pass game as well. Uh, and this is also with guys like TJ Harden, who's going to be a sophomore at this point. Yeah. A talented runner. Ran for seven and a half yards of carry last year as a freshman. Yeah, very good. Um, I mean, they, they obviously have a good st- – I mean, Keegan Jones, a redshirt senior, I'm not sure how much how much playing time he's had. Um Kid out of Cleveland, but they had they're gonna have guys there, and I, I think Steele is gonna be very good. Um, again, this Chip Kelly brought in very efficient transfers. Mm-hmm. Like, these aren't guys who are gonna be crazy physically, but these are players who are gonna win you games in the Pac-12. Yeah, I think you're gonna end up probably with a running back seeing more of a two-back system with Harden and Steele because. I mean, Harden played in the bowl game last year for him, ran for 111 yards and yeah. I think two touchdowns game. So we know how efficient Chip Kelly's offenses are just running the football. And I think bringing in steel gives you more of that pass catching back that you can use in addition to being able to run the ball pretty yeah, efficiently. I saw last year with Charbonnet. Um, they used a lot, like, I mean, he was getting so many touches. So you have mm-hmm. a lot of open touches available for these guys, which should be interesting. Um, wide receivers, they also went out and brought in some guys. Um, first off, they had two four-star wide receivers in the recruiting class, uh, Jeremiah McClure and mm-hmm. uh, one more guy. Grant Gray, I think, right? Yeah, Grant Gray. But and those guys I probably won't play too much this year, but just good to get those four-star guys. Yeah, I doubt it. Uh, Kyle Ford, um, senior transfer out of USC. Uh, I personally – Liked him a lot out of high school. I think he was a top 100 guy out of high school. Yeah. Was stuck in kind of a loaded wide receiver yeah. room last year, so didn't get as much playing time as he will this year yeah. at the other at the but, other SoCal I mean, school. He, he's going to be good. Uh, a big body guy, like, like 6'3", 220. This is correct. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then, uh, you never know. <laughs> you never know. Uh, they also brought in. Let's let's try this one out. Mike, uh, J. Michael Sturd, Sturdivan, I think, right? Yeah, out of, out of Cal. Yeah, sixty-five catches, seven hundred and fifty-five yards, seven touchdowns last year in a Cal offense that I don't believe was all that efficient yeah, through the air. This so guy could be an All Pac-12. Yeah, I agree. Wide receiver, um, and he was just a freshman last yeah, year. Just, so he's going to be a sophomore, so still have a few years of eligibility there. Then they also returned Cam Brown. Um, I think played a little bit last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, very just a, a very good wide receiver room, and then in tight ends they also brought in uh, transfer Maliki Matavo, former four star yeah. from Oregon. Was also a freshman last yeah. year. Last year I believe. Just there's a lot of size. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that I've noticed that catchers. theme too. Uh, and then you look at the offensive line was something that you're gonna have to see because I think that was one of the weaknesses last year. Probably. Um, they went out in the transfer portal again. Chip Kelly, transfer king. Went out. Transfer king of the Pac-12. Yeah, the Pac-12. Um, <laughs> Damn, I too. He basically shopped for new offensive linemen. So he got <laughs> um, new left tackle, Kadari Kunta uh, from Old Dominion. I, I think he was a, a pretty highly rated transfer. Yeah. Um, expected a start. Should be pretty good. Uh, they went out and got another grad transfer. And uh, Spencer Holstedge out of Purdue. Another guy who who should start and should be pretty solid for them. Uh, and one thing you want to note is the transfer offensive linemen they got, these are all like seniors or grads. So you bring Yeah, in, older guys that have played. Guys, yeah. Uh, yeah, these aren't like super high risks that you're yeah. taking chances on. 
And they're returning um, Duke Clements, who, who I think started from last year at center. Uh, he's going to be a senior. Uh, Siali to uh, Paki, uh, <laughs> senior again. I'm not sure if he started for the last. No, year, but good size, 325 pound yeah. guard, 6'4. So. Garrett D- Dio Giornia. Garrett Dio. I should be able to pronounce this name, honestly. Dio <laughs> honestly, was having a tough time, too. But. <laughs> At right tackle. So, I mean, he's the youngest guy as a retro sophomore. Mm-hmm. They also brought in a, a solid freshman uh, tackle. I'm not going to punch that name. Uh, but yeah, the, the offensive line. In theory, should take a step up. Yeah, with just the level of talent they have. But again, like these are transfers, they got to get into the Chip Kelly system, which uh, is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. It, it should be improved, considering it was the weakest part of their offense yeah. last year. And by the way, let, let's just applaud Chip Kelly on how to use a transfer portal. This is exactly mm-hmm. how you do it. You yeah. get guys at positions of strength to just get that depth down. Like we saw what they did with quarterback. Uh, a wide receiver, they, they had a solid wide receiver room, and they went out and get, got more guys. Tight end, same thing. And then they went and just, just shopped for a left tackle. Yeah, you, so, you fill the the couple gaps that you need yeah. to. Like if you don't have a left tackle in the back 12, like you need to get a solid transfer because you're, you're going to lose so many more games if you try to start like a retric sophomore or a freshman in that spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you just go out, get one of these older guys, um, just – very stable, maybe a little bit of a lower ceiling, but um, you're ready to win nine, ten games this year. Yeah, and like there's a reason I think this team's just super underrated. I think they'll be really efficient again. Chip obviously knows what he's doing. I can't believe there was like a point in time where people thought Chip Kelly like like it wasn't gonna like turn UCLA around. Yeah. Like they were dead in the water when he got there. He well, just no needed talent. some time. They, they had no well, they ended up like cutting like. They ended up only rostering, like, I believe, like, 60 scholarship players, like, one year he was there. And then in his first year, maybe. And now, obviously, like, this is a perennial top 15, 20 team. So. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, the defense is what I'm very, very excited for. Because this is an uber-talented, old, experienced defensive unit. Now, let's start with the guy that everyone's going to keep their eyes on for. Um Liatu, Liatu, Liatu. I really, before we get to Oregon, I gotta hit these. Yeah. Like, we're gonna have to practice these before we get to Oregon. This is a just very solid edge rusher right here that's gonna end up maybe being a first round pick. This is a future first round pick. 6'4, long arms. Mm -hmm. um, I think he's pretty productive last year. Uh, He's definitely a, a day one, day two guy. Yeah, and no, totally. So from, from everything I've seen. I yeah. mean, just 20, yeah, he, he, 10, he, 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 10 and a half sacks last yeah, year. Like, have, this, is, this is a pack 12 all in. Two, right? three, four, three fumbles. Like, yeah. This guy is all conference. Yeah, he's going to be great. No doubt. Um, and, I mean, they also have, like, like big, they, they bring back a big nose tackle, Jay Toa. Uh, yeah, I mean, just monster, 6'3", 325. Uh, you don't see these guys in the pack 12 no, often. Then you, you, no you don't across from him uh, you also have uh, Jalen Davis or his cornerback I'm going to talk about in a sec but um, Darius uh, Masu transferred uh, from Hawaii uh, two seasons ago another guy who's on NFL radars mm-hmm. so their linebacking unit pass rush should be very very good and then they're bringing back a secondary that was 
also really solid. Yeah, probably the best part of their defense last year. Yeah. Uh, they went out and filled their need at strong safety. Got Jordan Anderson, transfer from Bowling Green. Uh, who's expected to, to start for the next Chip's time. working those Mac transfers. Yeah, I mean, well, though, I mean, this, doesn't Chip have a Mac background? Let me check like, on that. What, was he at Central? No, that was, that was Brian Kelly. <laughs> um, hold on, I'm, I'm looking this up. No, at- New Hampshire before Oregon. Not no, really. No. So, so very, very. That's where the talent is. So. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> the Mac. Uh, they're just bringing out a lot of good players. Jalen Davis, Davies should be a very yeah. They just in the secondary, like outside of Jordan Anderson, they have just a lot of guys that know the system. Played last year, year were were younger, and now will get better as they're a year older. And also, all these guys, I remember, which I talked about them before last season because they were all transfers. They got their <laughs> defense last season. Their defense needed to take a big step in order for them to win nine games, <laughs> and it took a huge step. And they needed to to bring in guys. With just more talent, like honestly, there's yeah. more talent, and so now there's a second year in the system. Uh, there are a lot. There are all, I mean, this is. And now they've really started to get high seniors. school players too. Yep. So got some, got some high school players. Uh, this is going to be a, a really good team. I'm trying to look through some of these guys you might want to look out for, um, like just from the from the high school guys. But I mean, they're getting guys from St. Bosco. Um, yeah, like the good, like the California schools you know and like you've heard of. So, very, very excited um, for this team. Win total eight and a half. Win total eight and a half. Going through the schedule real Let's quick. Through the schedule, uh, they, they should first, start three now. Yeah, Coastal, San Diego State, and then NC Central. NC Central that should be three and Then they're at Utah. I, I think that's gonna be a loss, probably. Yeah, I think I would agree. Uh, they have Wazoo at home. I get to win Oregon State on the road. It's going to be very hard. Yeah, that's a very toss-up game. At Stanford, that should be a win. Colorado at home, that should be a win. At Arizona, tough, tough one. Arizona State at home should be a win. At USC, yeah, that's going to be crazy. So you're, uh, it's, at home. It's the three hardest teams on their schedule they play on the road. Utah, Oregon State, USC. That's, I, that's tough. I, but, like, even then, you're still only at three losses. So, eight and a half. I think they win eight games. I, I would be pretty shocked, especially if Dante is in there, if they don't, like, slip up once. I right? Think, I think they win eight games. We, I love this team, but I, I think I'm going to be under in the winter late. Getting your three toughest opponents all on the road is a, tough. a tough break. And in a year where the Pac-12 is is, is good. Very, yeah. Very good. Like, who says you don't? You don't lose a game to the Oregon State or like. I just like they lost to Arizona at home last year, yeah. so like they could very well go and lose there this year. Yeah, I think I think eight's a good total, and like you win one of those toss ups in the year at nine. I think that's like probably. This, yeah. like, I don't think that this team wins ten games. Right, I I think I would agree. Yeah. So anything else? Yeah, I think we, we covered UCLA. I mean, very high expectations for this team. Yeah, I, I don't think they have to win like ten games for them to be considered a good season. If they're right around that eight, eight, nine mark, I think they would be perfectly fine with where they're at. Yep. So yeah, that's our UCLA overview. Excited for the season. Uh, let's see if there's Dante more. Dante more yeah. since the start of the year. But again, thanks for listening. Next episode, I believe we have. Oregon. So it's going to be a fun one. Thanks for listening.